0: We've got the varsity well, it's with us. It's 701. Uh, yes. Uh, it's great to see some of you guys joining us. I, I really want to thank you for taking a few minutes out of your evening to join us for 15, 20 minutes to give everybody a chance to um, hear more in person uh, about the work that's happening in Latin America. I actually just am running home from a World Missions Conference at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church, which is my home church here in Atlanta. Just excited to see and meet people from all over the world, excited about advancing the gospel all over the world, and uh, come back. And these guys uh, have just come back from doing world missions, so we really want to just take a few minutes to um, give you a chance to, to hear from us. Mark Nicholson is joining us tonight. He is our executive director. Mark, wave at so they all know who you are. Glad and, to be uh, with you guys. Ten years of missionary in in China and just a key leader for our work now in the 27 countries that we're working in. We're also joined by, uh, by Anderson uh, Ocampo, who lives in uh, Medellin. Uh, Columbia and is now uh, a full-time member of our team as well, and uh, and Anderson uh, is really helping us uh, build relationships with key pastors and key denominational or network leaders, not only in Colombia but throughout Latin America. And we're just excited to have him be a part of our team. I've known him for five or six years now, and we finally got him on board, so that was exciting. And then so. Anderson Wave for everybody. And then Nadeau uh, Villamarin is uh, also on our team. She's just joined us uh, more recently, but we've been working together with Nadeau in Colombia for the last uh, two to three years. And she's the organizing key and the networker and the connector. And uh, uh, it's just been a wonderful team spirit uh, as we've gone down to Colombia I think three times last year, and part of these guys went to Cuba several times last year, and we've been invited to 22 more countries throughout Latin America for this year and the next several years. So, Mark, um, that's my introduction to everybody, and I just want to kick it over to you and uh, you know, tell people where you've been and yeah. what you did and... Even though it's just a short trip, maybe it's clear that there were a couple of highlight moments that you and your team want to share about.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, it was great to go, and it was a short trip. So the last time John, you and I did one of these kind of debrief wrap ups after a trip, it was after a more than two week trip through Africa, and we had right. um, yeah just a longer time there and a more ex- a, a, a a a more exhaustive trip to. Ex- gain experiences, meet with people and be in three different countries. This was just a few days uh, in Colombia, So our time together tonight is gonna be short. We're not gonna take up a lot of your time tonight. But one thing I wanna make uh, clear to our viewers is we are gonna depend, or we would love to have, we're gonna depend on your questions. So if you guys have questions about this trip, uh, that we're not answering as we go along, and we're we're only going to talk about this trip for maybe uh, seven or ten minutes, and then hopefully be able to ask. You'll be able to ask questions either about this trip mm. or just about passion life in general. We'd be happy to answer questions about passion life in general. So do not be hesitant to at any time go ahead and send your questions in through the chat bar um, on this uh, on this Zoom call. And uh, we've got a team that'll be forwarding on your questions to us so that we can be interacting on those questions. Send those on in. Yeah, um, let me start off, John, by kind of orienting people to where we were on this particular trip. So uh, we're going to go to this first slide here just to show where Columbia falls on the world map. Now, we realize that most of the people on this call are probably a little bit world savvy or mission savvy, but we're gonna have a first slide here that will show you where Columbia sits in South America, where it sits in the world, because we know there are people in America who probably couldn't identify America on a world map, sadly enough to say. We're not gonna treat you like babies, but we do wanna uh, not take anything too much for granted. So here, the next slide is a, a, just a picture of South America itself. And Colombia, if you'll see on this next slide, circled way up at the top, just on the, the corner of Central America and South America, bordered by Panama in Central America. So that's where Colombia is on the world map and on the South America map. And then this is a map of, of South America itself. You'll see Bogota, the capital of Colombia, circled right there in the middle. It's got a blue star where the, where the, uh, the capital of Colombia is, Bogota. And on this next slide, you'll see that when we got to Bogota, then uh, I took a flight from Bogota to uh, Monteria. So that's this blue arc right here is the flight pattern. You'll see Monteria right there. Hmm. If you want to go to the next slide, there's just an arrow pointing to Monteria. Monteria is a small city near the coast, and from Monteria, we if you'll advance it one more time, we went out to a small town by car uh, called Cienaga. Did I say that correctly, Anderson? Cienaga. Close, tell me, let's, let's, let's have it the Colombian way. Cienaga. Cienaga.
2: You got it.
1: Cienaga, okay. You got a long way to go with me, my friend. If you'll advance it one more time, that'll put the Cienaga logo or uh, uh, city name on that arrow. Cienaga de Oro. That's right. So Anderson and Neydu are both native Colombians living in Colombia. Neydu in Bogota, uh, Anderson in Medellin, and we met up together in Cienaga, Cienaga de Oro, uh, for this particular trip. It should be said, this was Passion Life's. John, was this Passion Life's like? sixth or seventh trip to Colombia total? Yeah,
0: I think it's more than that. I mean, we've been to all the major cities, Bogota, Bucaramanga, Medellin, Cali. Uh, we've been to all those major cities. Cartagena, Cincelejo, that's right. And in um, fact, the largest crowd that we ever had was uh, not far from where you guys were. So that's right, about two hours
1: or... two hours drive, Cincelejo. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So... Um, that's where we were on this trip. And just as a general overview, we were uh, there for a, basically a two-fold purpose. One was to do some work with a particular church with their youth group, and what turned into uh, meeting a bunch of public high schoolers um, while we were down there, which was a sort of a, a cherry on the cake, if you will. We weren't exactly sure that we were gonna be able to meet with all these public high schoolers but then the main event was hosted on this past Saturday at the host church where we had um, about, I think it was, it ended up being attended by about 150 or so local yeah, pastoral 200. level leaders. How
2: much was it? Actually about 200 leaders. It was
1: about 200. Okay, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm estimating low. Yeah, about 200 then um, local pastoral level leaders from various churches foundations, Christian organizations working in that part of the country. And then on Sunday, there were two more events. Anderson was able to preach at that church. I want to say, Anderson, did you say there were about 500 people that showed up on Sunday morning for your sermon?
2: 300 people. There. How many? Uh, 300.
1: 300. So now I'm overestimating. And then they were able to go out on the street and do kind of some talking to people about how they felt about uh, the pro life laws in uh, in Colombia and um, where they fell along the issues, they were just out on the street talking to people. As for highlights um, i will i'll highlight this I think the picture that's on your screen right now is a is a photo that I took when I was with uh Nedu the very first night in. In Bogota, we were able to meet with some folks down in Colombia who are manufacturers, who are helping us develop this fetal model that Passion Life has been working on for about the last year and a half, to have our own nine and a half week uh, gestational age fetal model, sort of like this one, uh, to be able to use in our training sessions. John and I each have one in our possession, but um, we're still working on getting these things uh, fine-tuned and mass-produced to be able to pass out for trainings. If you go to the next slide, uh, Adrian, um, these are just some pictures of some babies. The first day that we were in uh, to they were, the church works to save babies. But then once they have these moms and these babies that they've worked with, they bring them in for ongoing classes. This was an attachment class that they were hosting with young mothers. All these babies in this room were probably under four or five months of age, and they were just going through um, classes to help baby and mama uh, bond in various ways. Some some of these babies were less than a month old. So that was kind of neat to see, to be in there, to see how the church is... Serving these women even after the babies have been saved. That's
2: right. For
1: me, a highlight story was on the next slide. Just the fact that a local principal in a public high school, Anderson, Nadeau, you guys can you can correct me if I'm wrong on the on the details here, but the principal came to the pastor of the church and said, "If you're going to have pro-life." leaders coming in from other places to talk on this topic. Will you please address the kids in our middle and high school age uh, schools? So 12 years old to about 18 years old. Uh, And there were probably anywhere from 300 to 400 of these kids that came in three different groups. They brought the kids from the public high school to the church because the church had better, better audio visual set up with the ability to do PowerPoint and shift videos and have a sound system with a microphone rather than having us come to the church. Um, and probably 90, 95% of these kids were from non-church backgrounds. They were not Christians. They were just public schoolers uh, listening to a presentation on the value of human life, the necessity of uh, keeping themselves uh abstinent from sexual activity outside of marriage, uh, some, some pro-life apologetics. In, in other words, if you will, I was answering questions, common questions that kids have. Uh, what about in the circumstance of the life of the mother? Or what about in the circumstance of rape? Or what about this or what about that? So we were answering those questions from medical science, not just the Bible and theology. And then Nadu gave us a wonderful presentation on life in the womb and the process of abortion and what goes into it and what are some of the risks involved in abortion. And she showed a pretty amazing video from the, the organization choice42.org, uh, which has a, a story about a, a true story about a fella who was changed when he saw an abortion as an ultrasound doctor. So... For me, those were some highlights. Uh, if you go to the next slide, uh, Adrian, this is Naidu showing some of the fetal models that we brought of various ages of gestation up to from about, oh, I don't know, just a few weeks of gestation, models of babies about this big and then up to about 28 eight weeks of gestation. So we had models of babies growing in the womb up to about the size of your hand or a little bit bigger. And then the last picture in that series is just me with a couple of the, the kids that uh, I bonded with before and after the meetings, just kind of talking with these guys and um, you know making fun of how big this kid was who was probably 14 years old and about three inches taller than I was and probably outweighed me in muscle mass by a factor of three. So those were some, uh, those were some highlights for me personally. I thought I'd kick it over to you, Anderson and maybe kind of get some of your thoughts on what were highlights of this particular trip you hear me? Yeah Anderson I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the uh, some of the highlights on this trip Did you have a highlight that stood out to you?
2: Yes, uh, I think that uh, first of all, thank you for for You all being here. I think one of the highlights that Friday was that we were from 7 a.m. through 12 p.m. with 450 students total and I think that's one of the interesting um, and curious things happening in Colombia, because this has happened uh, a couple of times before, is that a public school invited us to speak about life and the risk of abortion and in in, in, in showing the pro-life position. I think that's not normal. And thanks to that, we say here that thanks to that is that some of the Christians work in the public school itself. And that's how we are able to get in. So in this case, this church is very influential in the area. And the principal called, as you said, to the pastor. And it, you know, at the beginning, we would be going to a school, but you know, it's I know this is this may sound crazy for the United States, but a public school coming to a church to hear about the pro-life position, that's not so normal. And I think that's one of the responses are we having. So now um, this church is working with other foundations. They have uh, good uh, alliances with other foundations and they sponsor children. Some of them that are rescued from the womb all the way through high school. So uh, thanks to that on Saturday, about 200 pastors came and received the four questions with us. And some of them came from uh, two hour a way uh, 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 driving to the, to the church to get the training. That's right. And they are very well connected with these organizations, uh, foundations, some are international and many stories, many people coming, uh, not only the, the school students asking questions and, you know, and just being there And Saturday, uh, Many stories of people that had experiences with abortions and also experiences rescuing. So I think those are some of the highlights for those two days to start.
1: Yeah. Anderson, even even as you're telling stories, I'm going to ask Adrian, our, our, uh, our director of communications who, who's working behind the scenes here with his team. If he'll put up the slides again, the next slide in the slide presentation, and I think it's slide 12, is a picture from that Saturday training with pastoral Leaders. So this is a, this was kind of a highlight moment with some of the 300 pastoral or the 200 pastoral leaders who came for training. What you're seeing here is Nadu, who is our, our staff member down here leading the, the people through a time of um, confession and repentance. And I think if you look closely at the picture, you'll see not only are people lined up, to bear testimony to how the training affected their lives. There are several people, the woman in the in the yellow who's speaking, the woman in the blue shirt on the front row, um, some of the women behind her are just really going through a process of repentance and confession, even as this is going on and people are standing up to tell their stories. And I believe in the next slide, you'll see Nadu is, she just continued to lead that time so, um, so, uh, wisely and so compassionately um, because it really was a, a special moment of people coming forward. I wonder if at, at this point, number number one, let me say, we are getting some good questions from you guys that are coming through on the chat. And in, and in just a minute, we're going to start answering some of those questions. So if you have questions about this trip or about um, Passion Life's work in general, keep sending them in. We see your questions coming in and we will get to them. Neidu, I wondered, Neidu, if we might get some of your thoughts on uh, some of the highlights of this particular trip.
2: Neidu, cuentanos algunos de tus pensamientos y cosas que quer resaltar acerca de este viaje. Um,
3: La experiencia en en el tema de ayudar a que otros conozcan lo que es el aborto. Eh, Nos ayuda a salvar vidas, y nos ayuda a salvar vidas porque les estamos contando eh, a un número muy grande de personas, bueno, 1,400 personas. We are uh,
2: the experience of helping people see this training and training them uh, about this topic. Helps us saving lives. For example, during this whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the total people were about 1,200 people that we were able to train.
3: Preguntarle a los jóvenes después de que ellos reciben toda la capacitación si ellos ya no están de acuerdo con el aborto y y ver que esos jóvenes dicen que no es el mayor regalo que Dios le puede hacer a uno.
2: The greatest gift God can give us is that after our training, some of these students will come to us and tell. I changed my mind. I I was in favor of abortion but now I'm not. I can see so I when they change their minds that's a great reward.
3: Yesta ya y saber que una joven que estaba esperando toma la decisión de quedarse con su bebé después de que recibió la capacitación le hace entender a uno que todo lo que se hace vale la pena.
2: The fact that there there was a lady there that was expecting. And after our training, she came to us and says, I want to continue my pregnancy. That makes us believe this is totally worth it.
3: (inaudible) Ver que la capacitación que se da desde Passion Life impacta, toca el corazón de las personas y los lleva a querer continuar aprendiendo para ayudar a otros, es el respaldo de Dios.
2: And also, uh, when people learn the Passion Life uh, training, they want to learn more. And so they are very interested in what we have to teach using the Passion Life resources. If you like, Mark, I would, I would like to point out something I, I just recall. One of sure. the teachers, because yeah. that's the funny thing. The teachers were in charge of controlling the kids, bringing them in the bus. And being there with us, so yeah. it looks like they were working for us. And one of the teachers says, said, if this is legal, if abortion is legal, why are we talking about this?" And I think that was a very um, a good thing to understand their point of view, you know, the worldview, and and a good door for us to, you know, to bring it up during our presentation
1: yeah when you mentioned that when we got back, John had some good insights on that very thing. John, what were your thoughts on that?
0: I just think that most people in the world uh, outside of the moral training of the gospel, really don't have a moral framework beyond if it's legal, it's okay that, that's right that's how their morality is formed, and so that's the more that's one of the reasons why. Ultimately, we want Christians to impact culture and impact policy and law because law does restrain evil. And when the laws are liberalized the way they were last year in Colombia, you can see the immediate impact that it has on people. If it's legal, it must be good. So that's the, the the. the moral spiritual battle that we're that we're facing and why it's so important for us to go to a place like Columbia and really mobilize the church to know what God says and to be able to articulate that in a secular setting, to reach young people and begin to see them begin to rescue and provide intervention for mothers in their neighborhood. And as I like to say to people, you know, there's no greater opportunity for the gospel today than In the abortion context, because women who are pregnant, just like Nadu said, this young girl was going to abort. She's looking for a savior, and abortionists identify themselves as the savior in that context. We can save you. We can deliver you and save your life. And of course, that's the lie. And after abortion, um, there is no. Experience of forgiveness outside of Christ. So, both before we need to bring them the Savior, and after we need to bring them the Savior, and that's the exciting part of this work uh, in a place like Colombia. So, that's great. Hey, uh, we did yep. get a question mark, and I wanted to to, to yeah. answer it. People are asking, why are we developing a fetal model at nine and a half weeks? Up until this time, there's been a twelve-week model. Um, But the problem with it is while it's impactful, it's not very scientifically accurate. And in all of our training, we try to provide a lot of accurate science. That's number one. So we wanted to make one that was more scientifically accurate. Number two, abortions are much closer... uh, uh, At nine weeks and even earlier than at 12 weeks. And so we wanted to create a fetal model that we could hand out by the hundreds of thousands that people can carry in their pocket or their purse and be ready to counsel somebody or to offer help by providing them a baby that would be much more closer to the people that they're talking to. And so we landed on nine and a half weeks of development and we hope to finalize the the accuracy of this model in the next month or so and start to manufacture uh, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 uh, in different parts of the world. So that was a good question. That is a good question. If you
1: have other questions, uh, we'd love to see those go ahead and come in. Um, and uh, other than that, the last thing I think we have to necessarily report on for this particular trip was just the last day Adrian, if you could throw up the the slide 14 on this, that's the picture of them just out on the street. Anderson, maybe you could tell us what was going on this day.
2: Yeah. The the service on Sunday in our activity came together with the life or celebration for life that this church had already been planning for, for weeks. So everything was like wrapping up all this activity. After the service, some of the ladies from the, uh, from the church decided to go out to the market, the main streets, and talk to the people about abortion. And, and this, uh, we, we brought some fiddle models and we we're talking to mostly, honestly, most people were older, but some young people too. I believe all the people we we talk to about this with a simple question: What is your opinion about abortion? When does life begin? Nine point five out of ten are against abortion. Mm. So that makes me think: if this if, if this is the way they think, um, I think that there's nothing more dangerous than a good man that is silent, and that's you know that's been in my mind uh, since then. So it was a fun activity, very respectful. Well, I only encountered one woman that she didn't want to talk at all about it. And, and I just tell her, Hey, uh, just, just very quick, very quick, just answer to me this when a woman is pregnant, does she have a human being inside. Yes or no. And she said, yes, but thank you. I don't want to talk about this. So that was the only objection, if you could say, that I encountered. Otherwise, I think it was very fun. It was very uh, free, and it was a great activity and opportunity to, to preach the gospel to.
1: That's neat. That was, a, that was a neat opportunity to be out on the street and hear from people that way. I think it was probably about 90 degrees Fahrenheit on that day, Anderson. How did you do out there in the sun?
2: Well, if you see me there, I'm looking, I'm trying to find the shadow.
1: Yeah, you're looking you're looking you're looking pretty haggard there, I'll have to say. You look like you you could uh you could use a tall glass of water and maybe a shower.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, it's very 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 humid and, and hot.
1: Yeah. Mark, where are we going next? Next place is uh Mexico. Uh that is where we're going to be going next. And so I think Jeannie is going to be going down to Guadalajara and um if you have not been on the Passion Life website recently, last year um, I made a trip into Mexico and we took a professional videography team, Adrian's uh, behind the scenes crew, behind the scenes crew that's running this uh, this Zoom call for us tonight. They went down with us and made a, a video of what it is like to be on one of these Four Questions training trips with Passion Life. Uh, So this is kind of a behind the scenes look. If you haven't seen it, you will find it on the passionlife.org website right now. I think it's in various places, especially on like the Mexico page. And while you're there, you might also just check out the fact that at the top of the passionlife.org website page, you'll find the word uh, Español. If you click on that, you're gonna come to a whole different website which is the Passion Life website, rebranded in Spanish as Passion Vida. So we have mirror websites of Passion Life and Passion Vida, one completely in English, one completely in Spanish, and that's because about a quarter of the work that we're doing right now across the globe is in various countries in Latin America and the Caribbean where abortion rates are exceptionally high.
0: Amen, amen. Well, listen, thank you guys for the trip that you made. And uh, we're going to gear up for Mexico next. I know we're going to be in Cuba. We're going to be back in uh, Guatemala. And we're going to be over in Vietnam. And we're going to be in India. So we, we need lots of prayers. And I just want to encourage you before you wrap up. Uh, if you would, join me. I set my alarm uh, for 3.20 in the afternoon every day. It goes off, and it's just a a a, a reminder to pray uh, Ephesians 3.20. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And we would very much welcome you to partner with us in standing on uh, Ephesians 3.20 every afternoon at 3.20 wherever you are and just remember to pray for the advance of the gospel into the neediest places in the world and particularly for Passion Life. Um, it's been a blessing to remember that prayer every single day and uh, and if you want to, please join us. Mark, I... Uh, I think our time is up. Is there anything you wanted to close with or is that good? No, we're just thankful for all of you guys who joined
1: us tonight. And um, yeah, please pray for us that the Lord would continue to make an open door for us in all the the countries of the world where abortion rates are exceptionally high and the church uh, needs help standing to work against that that's that's people are and there's asking there's some place in, in the chat.
0: world that we can't report very clearly about there's some even places now I don't even tell people that we're going that's right uh, but this is one of them and so to the degree that you can uh, like this trip we can report on and others uh, I really encourage you to share with uh, your community Uh, this video or drive them to Passion Life and some of the resources there and just continue to pray. But thank you for your time tonight. And uh, we're off and running in 2023. And we pray that God will do abundantly more than we ask. Uh, Good night and God
2: bless.